For decades, Pioneer Car Electronics have been supporting automotive events nationwide like Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. No matter what you drive, Pioneer's got the gear to upgrade your ride so that it sounds better, and it connects you to the latest in technology like Android Auto, Bluetooth, Apple CarPlay, and the popular Alexa. Remember, don't break up with your car, upgrade it with Pioneer. Check them out at PioneerCarElectronics.com. Candyman from Studs Racing. We've got tires, tires, and tires. We've got big ones, small ones, street ones, off-road ones. Oh my God. Why do we have so many tires? Tires, tires, tires. We have so many set of tires, 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 tires. Come on and get your tires. Oh my God, we got so many tires. Tires, tires, tires. Come see us. Dearborn Heights, Michigan, studsracing.com. Hey everybody, I'd like to give a special Joe's Mini Bike Reunion welcome to our friends at Yashimura. Yashimura can be reached at yashimura-rd.com. They're going to be live at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion giving away some cool systems. They also have a lot of promotional opportunities that you could take advantage of, including their expertise about product design and R&D. Yashimura-rd.com. Check them out. You've heard the names before, Quentin Tarantino, 
Martin Scorsese. I don't know. The late John Singleton. Well, there's room for him one more. His name is Day Day. And he's coming up next on Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. Don't miss it. everybody welcome to joe's mini bike reunion podcast this is uh, season seven episode 12 i'm your host joe sebergandio if you don't know that by now this is a podcast that is taping uh, what the 15th of august and it'll probably air around the first part of september we've got a great uh, guest that's going to be coming on a little bit later on in the show day day you can check him out at dedicated.dayday on instagram you've heard me talk about him before uh, this is a young guy who has pursued his passion and is making the most of it in the mini bike scene. So we'll be bringing Day Day on. Uh, but before we get to our guest, I want to just do a little housekeeping like I typically do. I'll begin by thanking our sponsors at Pioneer. Uh, thank you uh, for your ongoing support. I was talking to you e a little bit earlier. And, you know, we're getting close to Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, which is the upcoming uh, Saturday. It's the 8th of October at CV Park in beautiful La Crescenta. And I still have a ton to do. I've got to make my way down to uh, Pioneer and uh, pick up a trunk load of uh, audio equipment to give away, make my way down to Huntington Beach and see my friends over at uh, Mother's Polish and Waxes and fill up the rest of the truck with all kinds of cool cleaning and polishing products the, the way that only mothers can deliver them. Uh, on the way back up, I got a swing by Upland and pick up the, um, the podiums, the first, second, and third boxes that all of our uh, winning or our top three class winners will be uh, presented on at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. So there's a lot to do. I want to uh, also recognize uh, our sponsors of the podcast. I want to thank our friends over at Studs Racing, your one-stop shop for uh, all your performance and mini bike and small engine needs. Uh, also give a shout out to our friends over at um, Coker Tire. Coker Tire, as well as Green Filter, came on as product sponsors. Uh, Coker Tire will sponsor the Long Distance Award. And Green Filters, my friend Mark Gurman is uh, sending over 40 Green Filters for uh, small engine applications. Those guys are Briggs and Stratton engine specialists. I think they're authorized suppliers as well. So for those of you that are into those vintage, uh, excuse me, those vintage Briggs engines, uh, that's a special note when it comes to green filter. I uh, also wanna thank uh, our list of growing exhibitors and sponsors for the show. This weekend, we had some good conversations, and I'm happy to announce that Mo Fabco will be on display. Uh, Jake will be there with uh, showcasing those bikes that only Jake Mo could build, as well as some of the cool custom products. Uh, it's very tough to uh, have a bike built by Jake Mo. Maybe this is an opportunity if you have the chance to mingle and talk to him and see if you can get yourself into that. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Tim at Small Engine Cams. Tim's going to be uh, sponsoring the drag racing and the custom drag racing classes. Uh, in Tim, uh, typical Tim fashion, he'll be on site walking around low key, doesn't want to set up a booth. You don't need to set up a booth when everybody comes to your shop every day like they do out in L.A. for Tim, right? right. So Tim will be there. He's going to give me some decals. I was talking to our friends at Dingo Moto USA, and they've jumped on board. They're going to be sponsoring the electric bike class, which is a new class. Uh, you know, electric 
uh, transportation is the hot topic. Everybody's into that high voltage scene now, and it's made its way into our power sports and mini bike world. So Dingo Moto USA will be there. Thank you, Sam, and the entire team over there at Dingo Moto USA for the support. They'll also be on display showcasing some of their bikes as well as uh, giving you the inside information about how you may be able to get your hands on that. We've got some uh, friends and some guests that are entering in, as well as I've uh, got the host, the guy who owns the place is rolling in now. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to uh, our friends over at Fast Lane Racing. I know that Lonel and, um, let's see, Klee and Unk are over there trying to figure out uh, what their plans are for this year. I know that uh, there's uh, going to be giving away some custom seats, uh, some custom carburetors, and God knows a slew of other custom parts. So thank you to our friends at Fast Lane Racing. If I've missed anybody, um, well, I guess I can't forget the friends at American Racer as well as uh, GTS. Both of those companies, GTS always has been there for us. They're giving away a big tire roller. And then uh, the folks over at uh, American Racer got in on it. Uh, they're led up by Go-Kart USA, and they're promoting that, uh, that brand specifically, American Racer. And we've encouraged them, and they've agreed to give away a big tire American racing roller as well. So uh, the list keeps going, folks. A lot of product to give away. And your chances to win are pretty good because, you know, typically we'll see a few hundred bikes, give or take, at that show. Try to win anything with those odds. Uh, you, know, you really don't have that. And all the prizes aside, come for the people. That's what I say. Don't, don't come for the trophies. Don't, don't necessarily come for the, for the prizes. I, I know that they're a part of it, but come to be with the people because to me that's what it's all about. All right. I, um, I met our guest tonight, I think for the first time, when I was visiting Unk uh, down in, I don't know if it was Inglewood or somewhere in the neighborhood. Yeah, it's Westmont. Westmont. And uh, I had a chance to uh, meet our guest, and I want to take this moment to introduce him to all of our listeners. Say hi to our man, Day-Day. Day-Day, welcome to the podcast. Uh, appreciate it, Joe. It's an <laughs> honor to be here, man. It is... Um, I beam when I think of you and when I see what you've been up to recently because, I don't know, it's probably four or five years since we may have met that first time, yeah, wasn't was, it? Uh, yeah, I think I was like ninth or 10th grade. I was still in high school. So <laughs> it's been a minute, and I loved not only the initial vibe that you gave, but I think I was with Ed at the time on the way back. I said, that, yeah. that kid's going some places, and I've always had an eye out for you. I know that we don't see or talk too often, but we're always kind of looking out, and I also remember when, when you started to really get into the behind-the-camera work, and I, I want to start from the beginning there, but I just wanted to bring this up. I remember that you had reached out, and uh, we're looking for some support. Right. And I was, uh, as, as, as vested as I was in you emotionally, financially I couldn't be, because with my event, Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, I've always taken the, the safe side, right. because with... When, once you're actually riding the bikes and something happens when, when bikes are in motion, dude, there's just a chain of liability. And you're probably seeing that now that you're in the business, right? Of course, right? most definitely. So as much as I would love to say, hey, Day-Day, look, I'm not Bill Gates, but I definitely <laughs> could reach over and grab four or $500, $1,000, help you get started doing something. As much as I wanted to do that, I knew that the, the legal side of me was going, don't. Right. Um, but... You didn't need me, that's obvious, to do what you are doing now. But let's, let's see if we can start from the beginning. So I see you, you're, you're pretty much a young mini bike enthusiast yeah. at the time when I met you over at Onks, right? Just a kid. Okay, just so what, what was the scene going on back then? What was going on? You're just, you're just happy to be riding, happy to be hanging? 
honestly, I feel like the mini bike scene at that time was at the highest point it ever been. Cause that's when all the original clubs were just super large, you know, members, kids, families, like that was the hype. Then it was like, it's not at the point where right now everybody's going fast and like super fast. Everybody was going to okay speed. So it was always just, you know, this much of a race and not bustling, if you get me. So yeah, the rules change a little bit yeah. where it went from uh, fun and camaraderie to yeah. now you got to be the fastest to thing. Real racing. Uh, how do you feel about that? Did you kind of like it? The I old feel way? like it's fun. It's like when you, when other people outside of our hobby look at, oh, these mini bikes are beating dirt bikes. Like I just posted this video, this reel on Instagram, right? It's at a hundred thousand views. It's only ten seconds. So now you got people in the dirt bike world like, oh no, the dirt biker don't know how to ride. The mini bike is not that fast. And I'm like, yo, these mini bikes are pretty fast. You know, they're doing, you know, it's multiple bikes doing a hundred and some doing a hundred plus and a quarter mile. Yeah, and no and one some even doing high nineties and an eighth mile. Yeah. And no one wanted to hear that, especially if you're a dirt bike guy. I mean, they look at the mini bike guys like a bunch of uh, uh, wannabes. Yeah, Kids. yeah, yeah. So, well, deception is quite an art. Uh, I found that out the first time I actually started to get out and enjoy my rigid frame bikes when I would go out to the AV. In the AV, I liked it because there was much more room. Right. You didn't have to necessarily worry about a cop on every corner or somebody harassing you along the way, uh, with the exception of a cop that may show up after four or five hours of us tormenting the neighborhood, uh, it was it was pretty cool, and you you learned pretty quickly a couple things. Right. You learned that uh, yes, it's true these bikes are these these bikes will <laughs> these bikes can kill you you know if you go flying off of them, and they're extremely fast. And the bikes that you may minimize just by looks, those bikes are the those are the bikes are the sleepers that'll that'll run circles around you. So it it, it becomes it becomes quite the feat when you see it for yourself, right. and you've done that. You've yeah. seen it for yourself. Uh, when did it go from, okay, I'm into it as a mini bike enthusiast. And like, I know you're, you're not a talker, you're a rider. You do some pretty cool things with your quad, <laughs> but when did, when did the focus go from the passion you had riding and being a part of the mini bikes to getting behind the camera was, did one lead to the other? No, you know, it's funny. I feel like in my head, I'm like, I know I can do both things and have best of both worlds and still have fun and still drop content. You know, it's always been that wonder. It's like. Oh, people be like, oh, you can't do both. Now I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to do both, and I'm going to do it better than you ever imagined it. I want people, every time, you know, it's funny, as a YouTuber, it's like, you see typical iPhone cameras. Now, I started off with my iPhone camera. I used to work at Home Depot. I worked countless hours just to afford to purchase equipment. I spent my life savings, literally, on all the first equipment I had. And I just started doing videos back to back, like every day, boom, boom, boom. You know, as you get into it more as a creator, you know, you start looking at things different. You start looking at people, you know, in ways as a producer wise, you know. So that's why a lot of times I don't drop as many videos because it's not how I want to present, you know, me, my brand, you know, the people. You know, I want everything to be the best way possible. Love that strategy. Uh, love that strategy. I think a lot of people talk about that, and right. then they rush in and start just dumping stuff right. out and just filling the machine. When, what video did you put out from that phone early on that got you noticed? Is there one video yeah. that you put out that um, you remember? It's like that was the one that gave you that light bulb moment where you knew? It's a few of them, actually. It's one video with a thumbnail of Tommy and Daryl. You know, Tommy had that. 
that purple and chrome bike that I later on bought from him. It got like over 40,000 views, and I shot that on the iPhone 8 Plus. So that had to be, did that take you then from neighborhood uh, celeb to now you're starting to get some, did that give you like your first taste of kind of national? I wish. You know, it's funny, I didn't actually start really getting noticed until I started uploading on TikTok. But, you know, further on, dangerous stunts and all the other, you know, liabilities. Yep. TikTok dis- disabled my first account at over 40,000. <laughs> so, so you now have, you have the potion. You know now yeah. what, what it takes. Yeah. And you now start to have a little bit of a following. Yeah. What happened when TikTok took your content off? What, what? You know, it's funny. Once they disabled my page, you know, I got discouraged because I'm like, I worked hard, you know, and I reached out to TikTok like, hey, you know, if I watch out for the things that I post, can I, you know, get my page back? And they were just like, nope. So what I did, made a whole new account, did the same thing, 10 times better. Now I'm at almost 50K on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> well, where there's a will, there's a way. There's Folks, we're listening to uh, Day Day. You can check him out. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I tried to tag, and you know, Emmanuel's still giving me lessons on how to tag people right. or how to not tag people. And so I go in, and I, I, I was announcing that we were fortunate enough to have you as an upcoming guest, and I, I put in dedicated dot day day and i click it just to make sure because i always and then it went to like a political page <laughs> you know i started to see donald trump and a few other things and said well that's not it so i don't know what i was doing wrong but uh, just so everybody knows that is the correct instagram page correct right so instagram. i i have no idea why i was having a challenge but uh, i've looked now and i i see that what i thought was pretty much a local socal focus for content for you uh boy was i wrong uh you are flying in and out of the country you just got back from miami what what um share with us how your skill set caught the attention of others that you are now like working with you recently got back from miami Miami, can you share a little bit about what that gig was all about i started back in ninth grade when i checked into because i used to go to washington preparatory high school that's where i graduated from i spent all four years there and there was a teacher, Mr. Orange, there, and he was like, I have an opportunity for you if you want, you know, to learn more outside of class. Like, it's hands-on. Come, you know, on a, on a Saturday to come on set. I went on as a production assistant. Ever since then, he took me on every gig as his right-hand man, taught me everything I know, and just opened up countless opportunities for me, you know. I just got on tour, been doing a lot of reality show work. That's why I've been uploading much content. But you know, I'm just saving that money so I can invest it back into my community, back into my people, you know, just to really bring the content that I really want. Because right now I have a camera that's very good. It's just entirely too heavy. So I'm saving up to a more expensive camera that's gonna be bread quality, lightweight, and it's gonna be easier for everything. Talk a little bit about the reality show gig. Yeah. Funny how, uh, like, out of the blue, something like that right. pops up, right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because it's like he's always saying that, you know, I'm interested. I want to do more than just YouTube. And he was like, hey, I got an opportunity. The dude said you could come on for free. So the first few times I was coming on for free, you know, going my all, just giving it all back to back every time, you know. Just being that person where it's just like, hey, Dede, I need this. Oh, I already got it. Perfect. We love you. Yeah. A true internship. Yeah, true. Yeah. It, you know, it's funny. It wasn't even an internship. He was just like, look, I'm going to give you one shot. 
and that's it. Hmm. You got to make this count. And I was just like, ever since then, never turned back. You know, I was blessed enough to quit my job back in January. I used to work at Home Depot for a year, fresh out of high school. You know, I switched over to UPS for the driving opportunity. But sadly, you had to be 21 in order to even be there to be driving legally. You know, CDOs and the whole third. Oh, yeah. So I was just like... Making making fifteen dollars an hour, like working three days, three hours a day. Sometimes, some days I wasn't even working because there yeah. wasn't no load coming in. So I'm like, I had just bought a car, and you know, my first car note. So I'm like, I just barely paid for the gas with that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was barely because I'm driving, you know, forty five minutes just sure. to get to work, and it's just like, I got to change my life. So one day I woke up, I was gonna tell my mom like, I'm finna quit my job today, and she looked at me like, I believe in you. Do what you got to do. When was that? That was January 3rd of 2022. <laughs> Did you, uh, were you thinking about that over that uh, New Year's weekend? Uh, I'm sure you just didn't wake up that day. I'm sure you've probably been thinking about it for a while. You know, it's funny because, you know, with the small hours I was working, I was have to put doubles. You know, I work early mornings and come in, work late nights, you know, 12 to 3 o'clock in the morning just to try to make an extra little change to do what I want to do and just to even survive. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, I couldn't do it. I was sorting, as a package sorter at UPS, I was sorting over 1,300 packages per hour. Yeah, mental overload. Mental overload, physically, sure. emotionally. Not much know. gratification either, you know, it's when they're not. just boxes. I, 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 I found a time in between... Uh, I'm an independent guy and I've got a variety of stable accounts, but also went through some transition and I was fortunate because it wasn't a deal where I had to have money. I just had to find something to take up my time. And I did the UPS. I did, uh, I was one of those guys that was a Christmas time helper. And, uh, it is, uh, it's not easy. It's long hours and you're exhausted. People think you just drive around in that truck with those brown shorts on with the door open. You're, 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 your kneecaps, your ankles from right. getting in and out of that truck and the dog attacks and all that. And so I was coming home really exhausted. Like I was working, not quite, you know, mixing cement, but it's, it's tough work and it's not a lot of money. Right. And I, I had to have, uh, and I had a time where I had to think similarly to you where it's like, this is what I should be doing. No. And, and it, it takes people decades and decades and decades to have the balls to listen to themselves. Yet you're doing it, only being around for a handful of decades yourself. So um, your mom was supportive right there from the beginning? Yeah, I can tell she was supportive, but she was nervous. Like, the yeah. biggest thing with me was just like, I'm, I always knew I can do better than what I'm doing right now. And she's seen that. That was the scary thing. She was just like, I want you to be safe. You know, as a mother, I want sure. you to be safe. I want you to guide you. And I'm just like... Nope, I'm going to go the total opposite way. <laughs> I'm going to do what I want, not because, you know, I'm just being disobedient or, you know, want to be a knucklehead. I know what I want in life. I know my purpose, and I know the things I can do if I have the resources. I just got to go after it. I went after it. I'm still going after it. And, you know, things are slowly falling into me, you know, falling to my lap one by one. But, you know, I can't forget where I came from. That's uh, why I'm so big when it comes to mini bikes. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's really special to hear. You mentioned your teacher. You mentioned your mom. Who else was there with you back at the beginning, day day? That oh, still Daryl is 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 big Cal- daddy. Yeah, big daddy motorsports. You know, Daryl was my you know motor building mentor. You know, as a father figure, as a big brother. You know, 
you know, I used to ride the two strokes of Daryl. I used to ride the riverbeds with Daryl. My only way to the riverbeds was with Daryl. So it's just like, you know, Daryl was there like for countless years. And it was funny because when I first got my mini bike, I had a Joe's that I bought, you know, from a friend, family member for 90 bucks. <laughs> nice. It was a Briggs and Stratton. Sure. With no pipe, carburetor <laughs> leaked. Probably one of those small two and a halfs. Yeah, but you know, luckily it was a five. Oh, you had a five, good for so you. So I had a little, you know, a little. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I weighed about eighty pounds, and you know, people I used to run around with, you know, my brothers that's really like, you know, close and bond with now. They're like, "Yo, you don't know who stayed on the street," and I'm like, "You see a bunch of old dudes just riding me bikes." She like, whatever. So I went over there one day, and I'm just like, this big pit bull, Bruno, comes yeah. up, and I'm just like, the gate? no, I'm <laughs> yeah. not going in there. They're like, nah, he don't buy you good. So we go up in there, Daryl is just like, what's up, man? I'm your neighbor. And I'm just like, yo, you know, he got RC trucks, sure, RC man. planes, you know, gas, mopeds, scooters. Like, dude literally had everything. And still do have everything. It's like a candy store business. Yeah, it was just like, yo, I'm finna be here every day. <laughs> and so, and he, let, he let you too. Yeah, you know? I was there, you know, school nights to like 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Just learning. Just looking over his shoulder just like this. Yeah. And, and you know what I think he liked about that too, Day uh, Day, is that, you know, deep down, there's a lot of other guys that probably should have been focusing in on hanging with Daryl, but they were out doing things that weren't as uh, anywhere near as productive right. and i think he enjoyed the fact that he was able to mentor right. some folks and I, he had had to just like you did have felt something uh, of a connection with you too right. uh, do you still see unk often or yeah you see i was just on the phone when he called uh, me for my birthday <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> good, good. yeah uh, folks we're here with uh, day day and he has uh, been sharing some of his stories recently about uh, his work behind the cameras uh, obviously, a lot of this stuff is uh, the content capture is uh, not just mini bikes, but uh, two wheels and four wheels. And I see that uh, you're not too bad on top of a quad yourself. How did you uh, how did you earn your stripes as a rider? What was your first bike? Do you remember? You know, luckily, uh, mini bike Tommy brother, I was able to purchase my first dirt bike from him. It's a Husqvarna. WR 250. Wow, a Husky. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Big bike. Yeah. Enduro bike, man. I fell in love with that, and I'm just like, I was willing one day and fail, and I'm like, nope, can't do dirt bikes. So I had recently bought that purple and chrome mini bike. Oh, man, that bike was fast, too. I was probably one of the first, oh, I can't say first, one of the only people to probably do high 80s on a gas, standard bore, standard stroke motor. That bike? Yeah. 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 It was fast. Yeah, sure. Nobody really wanted to race me. I um, was racing alcohol, bikes, motor 2.8s, everything. I raced a 2.8 Alki bike from another club and barely lost like this. But my bike wasn't running good. Any spills on that one? No. Good. Gladly. Yeah, those are those are tough ones. Yeah. Um, Jake Moe kind of laughs about flying off some of those 80-mile-an-hour rockets. Oh, it sucks. Yeah, there's nothing good about that. <laughs> I got hit by cars. <laughs> It's a hole. <laughs> I saw somebody in a recent video that you just posted. Did somebody, uh, was it a dirt bike that uh, got into a little bit of a spill? Like, I don't know if it was a, either could, you know, sometimes Probably, with me. Maybe both. Yeah. Everybody always getting spilled. You know how There's a lot of spills. people out there now. And as a result, do, do you, do you see, have you seen some changes maybe with the group rides? You know, it's getting better and better. It's just getting more fun. It's just getting more people. Like, shout out to Sprocket. Shout out to First Pool Wayne. Like, shout out to, um, 
Who else? Ozzy for sure. Ozzy. Right? Yeah. Ozzy, you know, they putting on for the map. Shout out to my boy Cartettos. Yes. He got the go karts out there with Ozzy. Like, I see you guys out there with the go karts. Those are people that is really putting mini bikes on the map. You know, like they're doing it. Let, sadly, I haven't been able to, you know, join the ride offs because I've been working gigs so much, but I can't wait to get back to it. Well, I want to uh, take a moment also to thank you because when I first got a taste of the scope and what I could visually see is a lot of fun was when the guys rode up to uh, Neptune Net. Yep. Linda and I had already had had a reservation at the Malibu Beach RV Park, which is right on PCH. And we got in about 11 o'clock. And uh, I have a small trailer, so it took me 10 seconds and a half a joint to get it set up. <laughs> and I started to get on my phone and I realized this was the same day that a lot of the LA street bike guys were going to be rolling up to Neptune net. So I mentioned to Linda, I said, like, we're right here. We could, we could see we're looking down on PCH. And then like an hour went by, I started barbecuing and who the hell knows. And, um, I heard, it's like little bees oh, and hornets. And started getting a little bit. Then I, 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 I put my shit down and went and looking for my binoculars. And I, I, oh, so I got them in my in range. And I, I three or four, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. But here they come, and they're coming down the hill, and going up. And I, I seen them all, and a couple of laggers in the back. And I was like, oh my god, look at all these bikes, how cool! I said, well, they're probably gonna go up there for a little while, have a drink, catch a buzz. I, I bet about an hour or so they'll be coming back. And sure as shit, they came back. And <laughs> I said, well, I gotta find out more about this. And I reached out to you, and um, he said, yep, here's the hookup, Joe. Here's here's the guy you need to talk to. And that's when you turned me on to Long Beach Sprocket. When it came to uh, Long Beach Sprocket. We've had him on the podcast. Right. Uh, I rode with him a time or two. He's actually going to come out and help uh, at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion, be yeah. one of the judges for the LA Bikes. And he's another example to me of one of those guys that is making a difference. Uh, give me a little bit of backstory on how you and uh, Long Beach Sprocket go back. Honestly, I think we met through Angel. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think we met through Angel. You know, Sprocket just had that Willy bar and was just going crazy with the Willies. And I'm like, yo. Fast bike, too. I used to have a Joe's. Yeah, Joe's Fast. I used to have a Joe's taco with a Willy bar. And I'm like, dang, I remember them days. Yeah. But I could never Willy a GTs. I couldn't. <laughs> Why? I don't know. <laughs> was it mental? I don't know. Yeah. It was weird. I seen him doing it. I'm like, yo, this dude is hard. Yeah, yeah. So me and Sprocket just started talking. You know, Sprocket just been like a big supporter. Like, I'm a big supporter. I got on a Sprocket shirt right now. Nice. There you go, a little when shout. I, Long I'm Beach Sprocket. Yeah, shout out to Sprocket. When yeah. I'm on sets, Definitely. I'm aware of Sprocket stuff. Nice. Like, it's, it's big love, big connections. Like, I just, it's crazy. What I like about him is he is not just an enthusiast. He's, a, he's got a good mechanical mind. You know, he's yeah. a professional mechanic, and you know, he's wrenching on all these kinds of trucks and vehicles throughout the day, doing the mini bike stuff. Uh, I, I, like, I like the spirit of what he's doing as well because, right. you know, yeah, I know that there's a little bit of a buzz that he gets from seeing all the news reports with the burnouts up there at uh, Neptune Net and the number of folks that are watching and enjoying right. the videos. But deep down, I like the spirit of what he's doing. You know, he's, he's, he doesn't antagonize. He, you know, he doesn't promote anything but having a good time. Right. And those of you who are going out with those rides with Sprocket, be mindful of that. You know, be mindful of that the next time you want to start a fight over something stupid or show your ass, uh, you know, and fight some 70- or 60-year-old guy over some nonsense or right. 
cut somebody off because it ain't a race. Like the, the whole thing about all these rides is to have fun. Have fun. You know, it's, it's not being the first one there or going faster than the new guy that you don't know. Maybe that guy you go up to and say hi, you know, and, and welcome him in instead of, you know, that, that's what all this is about. Right. You know, I see that with you. I see that with um, uh, Sprocket. Uh, I didn't have a chance back in the day to meet Ozzy, but subsequently through these uh, different folks that I've, I've met, Ozzy's another great guy. Tell, tell me a little bit about uh, how you and Ozzy go back. Me and Ozzy go back from the cruise racing. Okay. I always hung with, you know, mini bike Tommy, you know, his people, and Ozzy from a different club. So we used to always go head to head. Sure. Because it's two heavyweights, yeah. mini bike Tommy, Ozzy. So it's like, yo, I got to beat him. And I raced Ozzy before he beat me by, you know, <laughs> just a friend. <laughs> when was that? This was about maybe about seven months ago. Oh, okay. Maybe Pretty seven, recent. Eight months ago. Nice. I, we had just got a motor done at the shop. We haven't tested it, no gearing. Like, that was one of my first times riding a fast bike. And I was just like, let's race. Sure. You want to get it, you wanna get, wanna get it over you with, know, right? He got me top end, pulled past me, boom. So, you know, I didn't take a lot of L's lately. <laughs> uh, look, uh, you, it sounds like you've, you haven't fully tweaked the bike yet and, and dialed it in. You right. know, you're out there doing some initial runs. Uh, that happens. Look, I, I, I remember I was out at AV one time. I wasn't losing much at all that day. Just as you start to get a little cocky, I don't know who, oh, who was it? Um, man, I feel bad because I'm forgetting your name, but I'll remember. Uh, pulls up in a little black LA bike, had a little bumblebee on. Oh, Primo, Primo, fucking Primo. <laughs> uh, I was kicking ass and taking names, thought who I was. A little Primo kind of rolled up on me, almost, almost got me, man. Right. I barely was able to hang on, but... I think that kept me in check, too. There's always somebody out there that's a better rider with a slower bike or somebody that's uh, got a little bit of a faster bike. You, you, you probably have more fun if you check your ego at the door. If you're planning on racing and never planning on losing, you're going to be set up for a rude awakening. Taking an L is okay, man. Yeah. Taking an L is okay. Because there's some super fast bikes. Like, you got fast lane. You, yeah. this, these are original clubs that I'm about to Those are original 100-mile-an-hour bikes, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. These are original clubs that yeah. really paved the way. Eastside Racing, Mini Drag Bike, yeah. you know, FLR, Big Daddy Motorsports, you know, Big Belly, yep. you know, LAX, Thirsty Riders. Like, these are clubs like Hub City, you know, you know, rest in peace a little Compton. Like, these are original clubs that really paved the way. Like, I go way back to the San Diego Barona, you know, going to the drag sure. strips. We were talking about that with yeah. Jake Moe recently. Yeah. Yeah, well, like, Barona had all the OGs. Yeah, all yeah. the OGs, yeah. all the, you know, the funny cars, all the drag cars with yep. the big wheels. Like, those were times where, you know, people really put money. Do Doobie, you know, shout out to... It's funny because I let me let me let me take it back. Sure. I first came into the mini bike scene through my stepdad, my stepdad and his coworker Dennis. You know, big dude, heavy set braids. He's have a bike called Oil Bucket. Okay. Just leak. <laughs> I came in through them. You know. I What's your dad's coming. name? My his his name Vernon. Okay. Yeah. So I came in through that, and I just started coming around. Dennis was like, "Hey, we're going to the drag ship in San Diego. Bring the kids." You know, as a seven, six-year-old, I'm like, yeah, sure. Yeah, man. <laughs> man, you know, you got fast mics, big, big tire bikes. I'm talking real tall, sure. pretty big motor bikes. You got mini drag bike and his crew, like. <laughs> ran the gamut, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, those days were the days where they ran some big motors. Now we don't have to go big. Yeah. 
you can go a smaller combo and yep. still go fast. I think that Predator changed the game. Yeah. The Large Predator, regard. I feel like the Predator was a big change. Yeah. And not just mini bike, but the whole small engine. Yeah, because it was uh, under 100 bucks. Right. You break it, you put it in a box, you sweet talk the guy, you probably get it. Get a new one. Get a new one, right? Hey, they didn't now care. You got two brand new ones. And the quality got better because people kept buying so many of them that they were bringing in enough money right. that they were able to actually replace that nylon with a little bit something better yeah. so it didn't wear out. And they're, you know, ultimately, and I think that's where the Tullison is becoming a little bit more uh, popular, is it's the engine's about as good as its core, its base. And, it. you know, with with a ninety nine dollar motor, and now they've got the new two two four, which is still buck forty nine. You probably right. get one with a coupon for a little over hundred bucks. I think it, it, it. I've always described the mini bike scene as the most affordable way to enter power sports. Hmm. Right, you buy a frame, you buy an engine, you get a chain, a clutch. You, you, it's you, hard. It's hard. You know, it's funny. That's a good question because it's so hard to say. Because I remember when you used to be able to go on Facebook group chats you know facebook you know mini or bikes. marketplace or yeah yeah or craigslist and get a full mini bike for 200 bucks yeah those days are over now yeah you can't really find one for under 700 dollars. and if you yeah. want a race bike you might be a couple thousand invest in five to six grand yeah uh, and what, what i was saying is that entry level yeah to be able to actually get on something and, yeah. and and ride it you can you can you know i'm not a big advocate of like the the coleman's the mini bikes in the box but look that has also brought in a lot of new people yes. because of pricing. The, the mini bike crowd is a pretty frugal crowd. Uh, it's, it's, it's based largely around brotherhood and friends helping in, in uh, uh, cobbling a few parts here and there. Who's got a camshaft? I need, I need an extra this or that. Uh, and, and, you know, just making it work. Like anything else, you can definitely take it to the max. Right. You know, when I, I see some of these guys now, shall I saw a guy with a pretty modified Grom asking twenty thousand dollars. These these are bikes that cost thirty five hundred, four thousand dollars new. So there's always that side too, yeah. where um, I, uh, I I do think though, and I've I've always said that most true hot rodders all got their beginning with mini bikes, right? One way, shape, or form. It's true. Uh, you know, these podcasts last about thirty five minutes or so, and I always thought that with you, uh, Day Day, I could probably do two or three episodes. Of course. Um, and I know it's been tough for you to actually have some time to get with us, so it was nice to have you here. Uh, are there any things that maybe I hadn't touched on or that, that you wanted to talk about, or is there anybody that maybe you wanted to give a shout-out to before we uh, let you go? Honestly, I just want to give a shout-out to everybody that's really been supporting me. You know, this journey, you know, is still at its beginning. It hasn't reached its peak. Shout out to all the riders, the jockeys, the clubs, you know, the families, the mothers that let their kids come out and do these dangerous things. Like, that's a big risk. Like, my mother allowed me to take that risk. That's a big risk. You can you can lose your life, you know. Shout out to, you know, rest in peace, G1. Sadly, he lost his life, you know, on one of the tracks that we race at, you know. He, he was a big person in the community, you know. That was a president of Clutch Game. Yeah. So... It's to all those folks that we, yeah. we, there was Aaron also, uh, I think the guys out at 605 Mini Bikes lost uh, yeah. a, a close brother there. Right. Uh, it, it does bring up the reality of all this is that anything that's motorized with wheels on it, especially in an area where we live in LA, right. you know, it's, it's, there's traffic everywhere and we are riding on the streets in a lot of cases. So maybe we'll leave with a positive, which is that, look, we want you to go out and enjoy it. We want you to get right. that mini bike done. Uh, we want you to get that mini moto done. Uh, 
get it done to the best of your ability. Don't don't rush out there just right. to make the ride. Uh, spend the extra day or two or check your ego at the door and have your buddy who may know a little bit more than you. Have him come and check out that carburetor that you thought you tuned or maybe that brake system that you think's okay. Uh, these rides aren't just rolling down, up and down the block. These guys are riding 30, 40, 50 miles. Right. You've got to be responsible. You've got to be safe. You've got to have a bike that makes the cut. Well, and it's okay to not make the cut. Just don't bullshit yourself because you're going to be out there by yourself, possibly, stranded. Uh, you could get hurt. You could hurt somebody else. Uh, and where some, uh, and you've always been an advocate of this as well. I thank you for that. Is is don't be that fool, showing up with flip flops and a tank top and a blunt hanging out of your mouth. Don't do it, please. Don't. Come on, you I know. will kindly turn you away. And all honestly, I will kindly turn you away. In all due respect. Yep. Because what we're building right here, is not what we want to be. That's not what we want to be portrayed. That's right. That is not. Yeah, there's too many guys doing too many positive things yeah. and gals to let just a few folks that just see an Instagram post about a ride and are still hungover from the night before. You think rolling out in your sister's flip flops uh, and no shirt is, is how you're going to roll. You're representing everybody. So this is a community that we're really, you know, we, we get a chance now to either make or break the way that the rest of the automotive aftermarket and the power sports and the two-wheel community see us. Right now, we could be interpreted as a bunch of crazy, hoodlums. careless hoodlums, <laughs> hoodlums, or we could just be a reflection of up-and-comers and, -comers and uh, representing one of the biggest segments and communities that are making up this powerful power sports segment. So show, show your positive side on that note, right? And right. Um, Day Day, with that said, you've done just that. Your actions have spoken uh, volume. Uh, you had pursued a passion that you had, and you're making it happen. In a world where everybody's hating on anybody that wants to take themselves to the next level, right. you, you've shown folks that. I've seen it. I'm sure a lot of your peers have seen that. And uh, you have a lot to be proud of, I, I think. And I, I wish you continued success. I hope to uh, see you at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. I know that you're doing some things with the Go Power Sports folks. Right. If you guys uh, would like to also maybe find out how you too may be able to get behind the camera, or maybe you already have a passion capturing mini bike and mini moto style uh, activities on your camera, but you too want to pursue that a little bit more. It's all about pushing somebody and pulling somebody through. Uh, he's almost there. Uh, his job now is to pull the next Day Day through. So if you're lucky enough to hook up with him, check him out. It's dedicated.dayday on Instagram. Uh, he's been with us here at Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast, presented by our friends at Pioneer Car Electronics, where we remind you, don't break up with your car, upgrade it. Don't forget, folks, there's still time to pre-register your mini bike for the upcoming Joe's Mini Bike Reunion. It's the 10th anniversary. It's October the 8th at CV Park in La Crescenta. We're giving away a slew of product. There's some great people that are going to be there. We've got food trucks. We've got all kinds of activities. We've got the dyno. Uh, I'm just finishing up the trophies. We've got some great apparel that we're going to have on hand. I'm not buying a ton. If you guarantee that you want a hat or a T-shirt, pre-order them. Uh, what else? That's about it for now. Uh, hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Thanks for being a part of it and listening to Season 7, Episode 12 of Joe's Mini Bike Reunion Podcast. See you the next time, everybody. Peace. Deuces.
show.